0: On this week's episode of True Geek Radio, Chris unlocks his iPhone 5S with his unmentionables. JJ jacks a card filled with losing final geek that blah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) One more time. One more time.
1: Uh, See, it's not so (laughs) easy, (laughs) assholes.
0: On this week's episode of True Geek Radio, Chris unlocks his iPhone 5S with his unmentionables. JJ jacks a card filled with losing final... Why do I keep on thinking that? Final <laughs> Fantasy, <laughs> yeah.
2: Hold on, I, I got this. Wait a second.
1: Just put Final Fantasy in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Done. <laughs> this is so going in the show. All right. Let's <laughs> do it. Three, two, one. On this week's episode of True Geek Radio, Chris unlocks his iPhone 5S with his unmentionables. JJ Jackson card filled with Final Fantasy football. And Grant and Zach titillates your Synapse sacks. With their. Uh, never mind. This is TGR. TGR. <laughs> All right, it's time for another episode of True Geek Radio. You know, episode 85, recorded on September 24th, 2013. I am Grant, joined by Zach, Chris, Mike. Wait, maybe Mike, and JJ. How's it going, guys? Uh, third time to charm, right? Maybe, <laughs> okay, kind sure, yeah, kind of. Sure, yeah. I deserve another sip of beer. There you go. So, we have a fucking awesome show tonight, I think. We have a lot to talk about. We haven't done a show in a little while.
3: Yeah, it's been like, uh... It's been... Three weeks. weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Mm
1: -hmm. It's been three weeks since you talked to me. (laughs) Oh, wait,
3: that's my relationship. Sorry, go on. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God.
0: I'm there for you, buddy. I try <laughs> to be at least. You don't talk to me anymore.
3: TGR
1: has turned into the Lonely Hearts Club.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you weren't such a Star fan, you wouldn't be lonely.
1: I will never forget that. that I will never true. give it up.
3: He will but always have Star There's, Starscream. there's, there's, there's always
1: a hint so, of truth
0: to that. There's definitely some hints of truth to that. Um, so what are we gonna talk about, guys? We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk PlayStation news. We have PS Vita to talk about. What's going on with the Vita?
2: Uh, the Vita, well, they announced... Uh, well, TGS was last week, right? Yeah, this is next week. Yeah, the Tokyo TGS Game was, Show? Tokyo Game Show was last week. Uh, Sony had a pre-event where they announced a uh, a cheaper, more affordable version. Uh, well, not more affordable. It's the new price point Vita. They also announced... More affordable uh, for them. Well, yeah. I mean, they dropped the price. We all kind of saw this coming. And, you know, message boards are blowing up. People complaining about them changing out the OLED for a uh, just a regular LCD screen. But... I mean, it's a cheaper Vita. You can't really complain. Like, were you not going to buy it before anyway? Like, who who really cares if people complain? So, uh, it's cheaper. It's you know, iPhones and regular smartphones have those kind of screens, and people don't people are just fine with it. So, um, you know, if if it can make them make more games and save them some money and get broader audience, I'm all for it. But I want a uh, Vita. Yeah, this is a good time. I mean, they come in a ton of new colors. Uh, it, I, I think it looks just great. Uh, it, uh, there was a lot of uh, side-by-side comparisons done. Uh, the hardware seems to be on par. Uh, yeah, I just don't get the uh, the upheaval. I mean, do you guys care if they swap screens? I kinda
3: well, do. It depends I,
2: on what, what the screen is. Go ahead, Chris.
3: Well, I'll just say, I, I bought it at launch, so it's not going to affect me any, but I mean. If it was to crap out and I got re- replaced with a lower end product, I'd be a little upset.
2: Yeah, but the OLED had so many issues. It has a lot of uh, burn-in problems. Like, I can almost guarantee everybody has burn-in issues on their screen. I mean, it was a nice thing to have, but it's just like deeper blacks. And in all honesty, do regular consumers really care about that stuff? Yes.
1: Well, I I agree, because I I mean, I got the Vita as well. And the one thing that I could always talk about, whether I'm talking to just someone who has no interest or they have questions about the Vita, is one of the first things I bring up is that screen. that The screen and the picture and the games on it are so brilliant and crisp. Like, I would hate for that to be the one thing that you lose out, lose out on because that's one thing that, to me, stands out over... The, uh, the 3DS compared to the Vita is that screen and the, the vibrant, like, higher definition that you get with it as opposed it's, to, like, the 3DS.
2: It's still high def. It's just, you know, it's not no LED. So, I mean, if you put your eyeball up to it, you can see differences in the pixels and, like, the darks aren't as dark. It's still high def. It's still Uncharted. It's still that stuff. So, I mean, they had to do something. They had, I mean, obviously, it costs too much in Sony fashion. They built something insane, insanely priced, and they have to find a way to move these things. So. But now, that let was let me one, ask you.
0: Yeah, go ahead. The screen that I have on my uh, my Galaxy S3, sure, is quite brilliant, beautiful, and I'm guessing that's a OLED screen. Yes, although I'm not exactly sure. I mean, it looks crisp; the colors are great. But I've never experienced burn in with my phone, no. nor have I experienced with my OLED monitor.
2: So, but you don't pause things on your phone. You don't. There's not that much going on. You know, it's. I don't know. There was some issues with those uh, OLEDs that they were using with the Vitas. Um, it didn't happen in all cases, but I don't know. At the end of the day, it's $50 cheaper. You know, it's If you wanted that better screen, you should have been an early adopter and paid $50 more, or been an idiot like me and got the early bundle for way too much money. So
0: yes, you <laughs> Well, There's do. always eBay too, if you want to get that OLED screen you can always pick up one that's used. Well, people oh, do the on.
2: same thing with uh, the PS3 when they switch to 60 gig. Oh, no backward compatibility. But you don't buy that system to, to like worry about screen or play PS2 games. It's to play the games that exist. And those experiences don't well, change. Excuse hold on. Uh, yeah,
3: I was going to say, I actually played Final Fantasy 7 on my 60 gig, the actual PS1 disks. You still can.
1: Yeah, the PS3 will still play PS1 discs. They don't play PS2
3: discs. I know, right. but I was talking about when I got it. I knew I could still play old PS1 games. Never mind. I
0: did not know that, but that yeah. is a good thing to know.
3: Still works. Only May, on the again, other
0: hand, work. excuse excuse me. I <laughs> I was one out of the fifty that installed Linux on my PS3. <laughs> I cannot do that anymore, at all. So, it's no longer a Linux machine, and I was pissed.
2: This doesn't translate really well to radio, <laughs> uh, but like my face <laughs> is blank. I just. <laughs> I wanted yeah. my PS3 to be running okay, all okay. times. Okay, okay.
0: Let let me just let me just put this out there that uh, the only reason I'm making a Linux nerd joke whatsoever right now is because we have some Linux news coming up, and of course that's um, Valve related. But yeah, we'll still it back, oh. back to Vita. Oh. Yeah, the other Vita's. See, stuff. see, making the connection now.
2: Foreshadowing. SteamOS Foreshadowing. SteamOS on connection. the PlayStation. What? No. All right, continue. Why? Wait, wait. Why couldn't it? Uh we'll get into that in a little bit. All right, all right, all right. But uh yeah, the other thing was the PlayStation Vita TV, uh, which they announced only for Japan. Oh. Um, nice. but they didn't anticipate the uh, demand from west the westerners have shown. So there are some rumors that they will be bringing it out west. Uh this is kind of cool. I don't know how many people have actually seen it, but it's basically a Vita without any screen. It's got HDMI out and it hooks up to a DualShock 3 currently and will be patched later to work with the DualShock 4 to put the touch controls back in but basically it gives you the ability to play Vita games on your TV. Now, some people might say, like, why the hell would I want to play portable games on my TV? Well, the answer is pretty simple. The Vita games look great regardless, but the Vita is a bridge. It is like a Wi-Fi HDMI connector for your PS4. So you would be able to basically stream your PS4 to any TV in your entire house. So, it you know, it, it doesn't work in all cases, but like if my wife is wanting to watch TV on the big screen downstairs and I want to play PS4, I can go to another room hook up the Vita TV and be able to play I and mean, that just or even from your own I, I don't know how far that gaikai stuff works but say you wanted to go out of town it, it's reasonable that you could hook it up to like a TV and a uh, hotel and be able to use your ps4 still so
0: I mean, this thing has the potential to tap into multiple markets I mean everyone's going after the um, streaming center and this definitely does that as well this just has the added benefit of linking directly into your playstation and you know doing games and also any downloadable vita product i was i was pissed when i found out initially when it was announced that they had no plans for bringing it to western markets because it's a beautiful product and it 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 seems like a good answer to a few things that uh we've been you know we've we've had needs for before what do you guys think? What
1: well, you, think? Were, you were talking about, and it's funny that you said that, how you know everyone's looking for that streaming center and how this speed TV can do this. I mean, did you read about uh, what the president of Sony said, what was it, I think, yesterday, um, talking about the PlayStation brand as a whole? I mean, they would still be make their consoles or hardware and make that like a central point, but they want to bring the PlayStation brand, meaning like it's games and such, to different services, meaning... Uh, tablets, phones, they wanted to do, talk about smart TVs, I mean this is all far in the future but imagine that where you can play your PlayStation games and have it streamed through like your smart television as opposed to having to have that console I mean that's for something where in the future if they did do that I mean you could have somebody who would might want to own an Xbox whatever it would be at that point but still be able to play their Sony centric games.
2: On their Sony TV and their Sony tablet and their Sony smartphone. I mean, Sony's got such deep brand penetration with all that stuff. I mean, they're in a really unique position in, you know, comparison to a lot of other companies. But still, think, that would
1: be a way for them to touch, you know, touch, get a new consumer base other than, <laughs> than somebody who wants to buy just a straight up console.
2: Right, right. Have you seen the uh, PlayStation Mobile initiative where they're uh, releasing a lot of the PS1 and PS2 games on the Android platform slowly, but still coming out.
1: Uh, a little bit. I mean, I was glad, because, like, two years ago, when I, before I got this beautiful Thunderbolt I still have, um, I was looking at... Remember, I was talking to you, and I was like, oh, man, I really want to get that Sony Xperia, because they're talking about putting PlayStation games on it, and can you imagine playing, like, Final Fantasy VII on it? And what, do they release, like, three games for it? <laughs> so, yeah. I
2: mean, yeah. Weren't we're all they get Final that Fantasy piece games? Shit. <laughs> well, no. So The other thing is, Square... I mean... Not to talk bad about Square, Don't but they have, they have their own you mobile initiative.
1: You shut your mouth.
2: <laughs> But those companies all have their own mobile initiative. You've seen almost every single Final Fantasy, you know, besides Seven and Greater, released on, you know, for, as applications. I so. You. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they already exist, so it's hard for Sony to get a foothold where really people actually want to buy, you know? I like Jack and Daxter, and I like Crash Bandicoot and all, Inspire and all that stuff, but... Uh, yeah, it's hard for them to to get in that market. I think this is a really really good way for them to establish themselves as a, a streaming giant and like take a bite out of that Apple market. So,
0: dude in our chat room uh, actually brings a good point that we kind of glossed over uh, with the uh, the Vita TV itself. It's another one of those low cost um, systems that will will hit a certain niche group uh, at the just the right price point. He said you don't have to save up $500 to get the the Vita TV as opposed to the PlayStation 4. So for some people, it'll be an extender, and they'll buy it after the PlayStation 4. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of others might actually go for that first.
2: Absolutely true. But the other problem is, I mean, you got to remember, I, I am a huge Sony fan, but they nickel and dime the shit out of their fan base. Like, it comes with a DualShock 3, but no memory card and no game. So... We all know the memory card problem. They announced a 64 gig memory card, but who knows how much that's priced? The 32 gig is still sixty-four
0: thousand dollars. it's
2: still eighty bucks. I mean, those things are tough. But yeah, I mean, it's a very viable option to compete with Chromecast and with uh, Apple TV and and Roku. I mean, it's 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 a great idea, and I think if they don't release it in the West, it'd be a huge mistake. So they could really market it and get into a lot of households.
0: Couldn't agree more. So can you, Um, I, I mean, this is probably the most important question about both the PS Vita, the new version, and the Vita TV. Can you manage um, fantasy football on it?
2: Uh, you can't do it on that, but on the Xbox One you can, and I wouldn't be doing it anyway because all of my fantasy teams suck ass. Thanks, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate letting our personal lives spill over in this podcast and make me feel like more shit about something that I'm typically pretty good at. Hey, Dude. what are you yeah, talking about?
0: I know nothing about my I don't watch football. I have
1: an amazing... Sleeper, Monte Ball, and I stacked him in every league. I'm pretty sure he fumbled again last night, didn't he?
2: He cost me the game. I lost by 0.1 points. I was up by 0.9, and he fumbled and lost me one point, and I lost by 0.1.
1: Oh, Monte Ball, you son of a bitch.
2: Doing great. I anyway. I don't
0: know what, what, what words are you guys using? I don't know this.
3: Uh, anybody else? What? <laughs> All right. All right, so back to the Vita. And we're talking yeah. about quality screens and everything. Uh, personally, I could not imagine playing Killzone Mercenary on a lesser screen, because that game is amazing. First, I mean, a shooter on the Vita, there's no good ones. I mean, you had Resistance, you had Call of Duty, they were both garbage. Oh. But Killzone, what? Which one did you like?
1: I, I, I genuinely liked Resistance Burning. The story was
2: good, but the gameplay the was game was so horrible. tough, man.
1: Uh, I platinum trophy did it, everybody. Okay, well... <laughs>
2: Good. that gets
1: you give a lot give yourself
3: a gold I star I,
2: yes. I take did. one of those gold <laughs> stars <laughs> off I'll I mean. <laughs> tell the
3: wall. you what I really thought the Killzone Mercenary was probably one of the better shooters I've played overall on any uh, system because the storyline was great if you're a Killzone fan it takes place between 2 and 3 um, but finally 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 we had something that showed the Vita's power and what it's capable of as as we get ready for the PS4 you know Launch down the road and integration with the the Vita. Two months. Um, I, it's one of the first shooter games in a long time. I played all the way through, beat it, uh, really enjoyed the storyline, and it's just something that, you know, like I said, I've been holding on to this Vita since it came out, just waiting for a game to finally blow my mind, and that was the one that did it.
2: It's good, but I heard that cost a ton of money to make, and the other problem is there's not enough of a market share for that thing to justify, you know, a full blown Call of Duty that's not made by. Whatever those guys were that tanked it, I mean, it's hard because I know Sony wants it to be successful, but I think this indie push is going to be the thing that sells it, not the uh, not the blockbuster like we all know it can do, like the Uncharted, Golden Abyss, or uh, Killzone.
3: But it goes back to what we were just talking about: the lower price Vita. More are going to sell because oh, yeah. of the PS4 um, and its interaction. So, whatever, I I'm glad that. If people start buying into the Vita, they're going to have a quality game right off the bat that they can buy. And hopefully we got more in the pipeline coming out, too. That's going to be interactive with the PS4. Um, In the meantime, I can't stop playing old games that I already own. I've been playing Diablo 3 on the PS3, and I like it a lot. Something about big screens and controllers and no auction houses. So. How's the control scheme on that? How's it really easy? It's not as customizable as the PC version. It's set up that you can have one skill from each, like, say, tree that you have. Whereas on the PC, you could have multiple skills from the same family. But it's so easy. And it just it looks good. And I, I know it sounds stupid, but it makes looking for loot worthwhile instead of just going eh, i'll just go to the auction house and buy it i mean now we insulted that blizzard to actually getting rid of the auction house that had you know the real money auction house in game for uh, diablo 3. and i think it's a good thing because if you get on there i mean some people i guess just have expendable income and so they could just buy the best of everything but that just to me takes away the fun especially if you're grouping up with one of these people and they're, you know, you got a loot ninja on the on the prowl stealing stuff so they could go sell it for real money.
2: What would you like in the control? Like, could you pick another game, uh, like on the console, so you could liken the controls to? Because I'm really trying to wrap my head around how they oh. how they did that.
0: Have uh, you ever played an MMO on the PlayStation or well, yeah. uh, Xbox?
2: I have. Yeah. But is that how it plays? I heard it was kind of God of War esque with the dodging and stuff like that. No, actually,
3: I will tell you what. I actually like having the uh, right thumbstick is the kind of dodge you know roll out of place. I forgot that it was even in the game because I never do it on the PC version so no it's it's perfectly fine it actually allows you to easily get into combat if you're in trouble kind of you know get out of it a little bit do whatever you need to do to recover get back into the combat and it, it's not easy I mean just because you're oh, playing I- with a, a controller I mean it you still get your ass kicked in it
0: I think what, what JJ might be asking though is like, is, it, is does it feel more action oriented? Because before it's, yes. it's kind of like, cl- you click and wait for your character to move around and you're kind of commanding him, but no, I'm guessing no, no, with no. the controller, it's more like a real time interaction. Yes, you yes, 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 yes. much go. faster
3: oriented. Instead of click and wait, I mean, you are free moving your character all around. So you have complete control over, you know, just like any other action game. I mean, I don't know what to kind of compare it to. Maybe, uh, what the hell is that game? The, the gauntlet game that came out a few years ago, I think it was on PS what, one gauntlet or two. Uh, yes. I mean as far as just f- free moving. No click and drag. You just move whatever direction you want and you assign which power to which button you want and it's just laid out for you. It even shows you on your screen your button assignment and you just Champions go from of there. Aurora, be huh. the one I'd probably Those are remember. good. Yeah. So like Dungeon Crawler esque. Oh it's very Dungeon Crawler esque and, and I like it because it's not click wait click wait. I mean it's just Run up to an enemy, attack, roll out if you need to, dodge if you need to, throw a different skill in. I, I'm, I mean, I own it on PC, and I'm playing the hell out of it now on PS3. Even though I still have games like The Last of Us, I haven't beaten, but I just can't stop playing Diablo. Excuse 3. me, what? I, yeah, I, I still haven't <laughs> beaten. it. <that again. laughs> man. You guys, I haven't
0: played. I haven't played it he, since the last time we talked. He read your five-page <sighs> review and.
2: You know, that it was distilled down to, to bullet points to try to make it easier to read. On, on
3: Killzone Mercenary, <laughs> I was going to write a review on it, then I realized that I, I'm horrible at writing reviews, so I'll just tell you it's awesome.
2: I'm working something up. I can tell you guys it's probably like an eight and a half. Uh, it's got some issues. It's a handheld game with shooters. The controllers are kind of funny. Uh I would, if you're looking for a game on the Vita, definitely buy it. The multiplayer is really solid, which is surprising for a handheld. Uh, uh, definitely recommend it. Chris and I played the uh, multiplayer a lot.
3: I, it's it's what game fantastic. Was this? Kill, uh, Back Killzone. to Killzone oh, Mercenary. Yeah, Killzone oh, Mercenary. Mercenary yeah. I didn't write up a review because JJ is much better at writing than me. So, uh. Uh, But yes, great game. <laughs> uh, if you ever want to play with me on PSN, Chim Death Monkey, I would say on Xbox Live, but I traded my 360 towards a PS4. So, yeah. Wah, wah, wah.
0: I have a question about Diablo, man. Yes. Uh, probably... In my opinion, the area where PC always has trumped in uh, absence of voice chat is communication. So, how is communication in Diablo Three? Because Diablo Three is a uh, it's a multiplayer game.
3: Oh, if you want it to be.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> well, mean, unless like, it's not, unless I mean, you want to solo the entire. But, but you know, it, it's, it's a I have. Diablo I played
3: a little bit with. Uh you know, on PC with JJ before, and we had fun, but I basically sold the whole game myself. It's, it's since it's I mean, so I have to easy... admit that it is a multiplayer game, though. Oh, yeah. yes. And it's more fun with multiplayer because, you know, your enemies get harder. You get better loot. One of the things they implemented in this, which I like, is when you f- complete certain quests, you actually get rewards like... Like like a you know RPG MMO RPG style so you complete a quest you actually get a nice piece of armor or something like that and everybody gets it so nobody's worried about dropping things or whatever I, I just like it. it it looks great on the console it's a lot more accessible for those who don't have you know good rigs to run it so they have a PS3 360 pop it in play and go from there I think it was gonna come out for the Wii but then they realized the Wii sucks the Wii U yeah <laughs> I'm not even calling it the Wii U Aww. because there really is nothing that sold since the Wii. Yeah, what about you, Zach? What have you been up to, brother?
1: Um, I've been playing a lot um, of Final Fantasy XIV: The Realm Reborn. I'm absolutely loving it. It's it, it 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 was everything and more than what I expected it to be after the atrocity that was fourteen. Its original launch. The one thing that I mean, I know that, that has its its well known. Uh, problems like every MMO does, like there were some server problems the first week and Square Enix was very cool about it, they were always updating about the status and then they gave everybody a free week who had it, but the problem that's That's going on right now, unfortunately, and it kind of ties into what Chris was talking about, what has made Diablo so much more enjoyable for people on consoles, like almost every person I've talked to, is the fact in which now they're trying to, I believe, fix on the PC in March... When they're getting rid of the real money auction house and the paid and the fake money auction house both auction houses are going away for the pc in march
2: i always hated that in 11. the auction house always just it killed me because the only way to get anything if you didn't want to grind
1: so. yeah well i no, no 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 i'm talking about the auction house on diablo
2: oh Th- i think you're talking about no, final fantasy no the
1: auction house on diablo is going away the real mm-hmm. money and all that because of all exploitate, all the exploits that have come out for it and all, the, all that sort of stuff so, like, taking that out, and because with Diablo on the consoles, because there was no real money trading and nobody could make a, a you know, a profit or whatever or try to exploit it, the legendaries drop at a much higher rate. So that's why people are having a lot more fun, because if you don't have people you can play with, you're getting high-level stuff, so you can go through the game by yourself and solo it, basically just tear your way right through it. And that's the big problem right now with Final Fantasy 14. I've played a few MMOs now, uh, mostly, well, a few MMOs that I genuinely care about, like, you know, the Old Republic or Final Fantasy 11 the, the popular ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The real money the real money traders are absolutely out of control on Final Fantasy 14. No matter what, if you go to any of the main cities, there's just con- your your general chat is just completely streaming with people shouting from real money traders. Um, they send they send tells all the time, and unfortunately, I learned the hard way because my account was hacked about at the beginning of the month, and they stole all twenty some thousand of my gold and and uh, sent it to some dickhole to sell for real money. I tried to turn it in, and Square Enix kind of been slack and ass, but that's it's it's so bad, it's it's something that needs to be fixed, and it's a, it's a shame that it kind of ruins MMOs for everybody. But I'm glad that Diablo's and Blizzard has seen the mistakes that they've made and they're and they're fixing it. So I think it's gonna bring with that new um expansions coming out, the Reaper of Souls or whatever, it's gonna bring that sort of fun back to Diablo. What's Diablo about? Loot and drops. And that's yes. what the PC yeah, and edition's gonna go back to.
0: That's exactly the point that Chris is making, but also when uh, when Diablo 3's developers announced the change, uh, they, they they were very humble in saying we we understand and we know this is what Diablo 3 is about. It's about getting good, awesome loot and feeling good about your achievement. You earned this. Now, something I was just reminiscing about, which I think is funny in the chat room, uh, I remember back in the days of Diablo 2 when I used to play that, I mean, spammers have been around forever. And I remember how, I mean, no matter what game that you created, like what, uh, you know, multiplayer game in Battle.net, uh, you'd always get the Korean gold farmers joining your game and spamming. You got Saj. You got Saj. You got Saj. Which, if you're familiar with Diablo 2, Soj is Stone of Jordan, the uh, the rare ring that everyone kind of used as currency back then because there was no value on gold because it was so abundant. And uh, also, you know, always spamming for trades. I'm wondering if Diablo 3 is going to kind of de-evolve back into this system. We have a certain item that will be now our our, our gold trade item that we will use as currency they'll always find something. ever experience that
1: I didn't I, I got Diablo 2 when I got 3 when I first bought my PC and I really haven't played much of it because I haven't played much of 3 because I kind of just lost interest I'm excited for March because I think maybe I'll get, be able to get back into it but I think there'll, there'll always be somebody who'll try to find that and when the, the, the real money auction house goes away they'll find something that is exploitable and that'll be like you said their new <laughs> currency
0: of trade <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a forge. Every every MMO has that issue. I mean, uh, how did how did how did how did KotOR or not KotOR, but the Old Republic? How did they thwart it? Because remember, right when the game launched, general chat was just unusable. Oh, it's, it was horrible.
1: Yeah, it's gotten it's gotten a lot better. Like I never I never dealt with anything, especially like to the to the effect that I am with Final Fantasy XIV right now. But you, I never really got much in terms of, or even in general chat on almost all of the worlds. I can't really remember somebody spamming for hey you know this go to this site for free credits or go to this site you know only ten dollars for twenty thousand credits i think the old republic but i also the sad thing about the old republic is there was times i'd be playing and i'm one of 12 people on the entire planet
0: so
2: <laughs> that's
0: how i feel sometimes too zach uh,
1: <laughs> back to the Lonely
2: hearts club again uh. <laughs>
0: I got, I have my, that's my new ringtone. It should just be like,
1: one is the lowest number.
0: Speaking, speaking of ringtones, did you notice as soon as we started talking about Star Wars R2-D2 started piping. That was me. I was getting <laughs> emails. <laughs> hey there, True Geeks. It's Grant here to talk business. That, what? Oh, yeah. Business. I mean, for us, because every time that you go to audibletrial.com slash truegeekradio, sign up for your free audiobook and 30-day trial. Uh, We get $15, which is fucking great, right? I mean, you get a free audiobook, and I get $15. You know what I'm going to use that $15 on? I'm going to spend it on you. That's right, buddy. I'm going to take that money that you got something free out of, and put it right back in your pocket. You know how? Well, I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to make, I don't know, maybe a, a, a contest of some sort, where only one person enters, which is you, because you're, I mean, let's face it, you're our biggest fan. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to make it. So you win that contest. It's it's great, right? I mean, maybe not you. Maybe you're not the winner because maybe you're one of 15 million people that listen to our podcast. I don't know. I don't know the metrics. I just work here. But what I am telling you is that audibletrial.com slash true geek radio is your gateway drug into 100,000 titles and more of of hours upon hours upon hours of audio content. Great audio content. Right now, I'm checking out Heir to the Empire. You know, that Star Wars book. It's kind of actually three. It's a trilogy of books. It's called the Thrawn Trilogy, and it starts off with Heir to the Empire, and it's great. There's John Williams' music. There's sound effects. There's Mark Thompson, who narrates all the characters. It's fantastic. You got to check it out. It's audibletrial.com slash Radio. Remember, that's audibletrial.com slash True Geek Radio.
4: Hey, kids, you can hear True Geek Radio while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear True Geek Radio, you have a chance to win some fucking money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store and download that sucker. It's free and just takes a few seconds. Then, during registration, hit the promo code box and enter True Geek. That's T-R-U-E-G-E-E-K to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episode of the show will be waiting for you in your favorite section, and you'll get to access a lot of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand with no syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code TRUEGEEK when you register.
2: Zach, you've always been most up on TGS. I didn't honestly pay a ton to it. I watched the Ground Zeroes thing, but other than that, anything else happen? You usually have your ear to the the ground that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, we were you were talking about it earlier, and I didn't want to like jump in to talk about it, but I was supremely disappointed in in TGS this year. Um, it had the highest attendance ever of its history, and that's great. But um, I mean, this is one of the big times where like, if something doesn't happen at E3, especially with like a big Japanese company, you know, and in, in course, and in, in when it comes to me, it's Square Enix you always think they're going to hold off for TGS and even Tetsuya Nomura said okay well I don't have much especially about Kingdom Hearts 3 we don't have much here but you know we might have a little more information for you we'll have some more information for you on TGS oh, I, followed it. <laughs> I followed it like a fucking chicken hawk all weekend long and there was absolutely nothing the only signs of Kingdom Hearts 3 there was the same three pictures that they had of like the character models of Sco- Sora Donald and Goofy from E3 up on the wall and that was
2: absolutely it But they blew their load early. I mean, that stuff all came out at E3 because Sony wanted a big presence at E3 and all this kind of stuff on their stage show.
1: Well, I understand, but there was nothing Nothing big came out of TGS. Usually there's something, like, a like, big thing, like, was, especially with, uh, again, sorry to always bring it back to this, but with Kingdom Hearts fans, um, last year <laughs> TGS is where they announced uh, Kingdom Hearts Point uh, yeah, yeah. 1.5 HD Remix, and right. the big rumor was, everywhere was this year they were going to announce the 2.5 Remix, and it, there was not anything, there was no hint of any 2.5, so... I
0: Zach's... You're, you're not wrong at all. I saw um, IGN really reaching with their video content this year. They, they did a, um, what is it, movie, Ico? Or not movie, game. Last Ico Guardian. And then, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. They did a video on Last Guardian saying, where is it? I mean, they yeah. were really going, they were asking the same question you were, what? Is with all the non-announcements that we're we're, we're not getting anything. This it's year. a really
2: easy answer. That game has been repurposed as a PS4 game. The assets have been recycled. That producer quit and said he was going to stay with the team, but that game is it's coming, but it's not going to come till two or three years. I mean, they're going to have that idea because people are clamoring for it, but. That game you saw and the original idea, like we'll never see that game. Yeah,
1: though yeah. well, they Have said that balls. they're waiting, they're waiting for the right time to quote reintroduce it. Which, 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 like what JJ is saying, I feel like it's gonna be, it's not gonna be the last Guardian that we all expected. It, like, and and you know, thinking back to the first time I saw the video, how many years ago.
2: I you and me so watched it together it. in your uh, in Ap- your apartment.
3: Absolutely, well, that was were one of you the- holding hands with a uh, shirtless
2: poster. <laughs> actually, actually, our uh, his fiance and my wife to be were sitting in the other room making fun of us as we crowded around a computer, going,
3: "Doh! Look at this
2: thing!" <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> All true statements here, everybody.
2: So, but I don't know, I, uh, I. There's a, there's a big, not a problem in our culture as, uh, as nerds and geeks and people that really follow this stuff, but a, a lot of times our expectations are bigger than what the project actually is, and, you know, it looked cool, but Sony's not a fool. They're not going to backburn a game that's, that's going to be good, you know. They obviously fast track success, and that studio's had a lot of problems, that team had a lot of issues, and that game was probably a mess and didn't play well, and they said, well, you know, you need to send it back to the drawing board, and that's probably what happened to this game. So I, I understand it, but it's it's just another talking point. Hey, speaking of
3: talking points, speaking Grant, talking I know that, points, right? Well, I know that you're <laughs> you, you follow a lot more the tech world, while we follow a lot of the uh, video game world. Is there uh, some things you've come across in the last couple weeks?
0: You know, there is there is one thing that I thought was really cool, and it came out of something called Disrupt, the uh, annual um, kind of. Kind of indie uh, startup development uh, conference that uh, TechCrunch puts on. It's actually, if you haven't heard of TechCrunch Disrupt, it's a very cool show. It's a very no bullshit type of showing of the ju- the juggernauts in technology. I got to watch, like, Marissa Meyer, who's the CEO of Yahoo, Mark Zuckerberg get on the stage and talk about his feelings on the NSA and, uh, the, you know, the whole PRISM thing and basically Facebook's involvement with what they have to do in terms of like you know working with the government to make sure that our data is safe blow it at your whole buddy sounded like he was pretty genuine about it but there was one specific thing that I was like wow this is uh, a breakthrough technology that's really gonna help out and uh, it's been something that I've been I've been following for quite some time and that's wireless energy and I have no idea how we segued to this but wireless energy have you guys have you guys researched or or, or seen anything on the ability to power your devices wirelessly uh, in the past few years Yes. yes. I, don't,
3: I don't know what to say. Power mat. <laughs> yeah, I saw the power mat on clearance at Walmart. I mean, I've,
2: I understand electromagnetism and how that works, and it's passing electricity through a field to a receptor. You just basically blow electrons out, and it has a receptor at the other end. And it
3: makes my toothbrush work. Eh, but, yeah. that's,
0: but that's close-range wireless energy. Putting your a wireless device or, like, a mobile or your, uh, your Nintendo DS on a pad and have it charge. This is uh, a technology that allows you to anywhere in your in your household, if you have uh, some kind of transmitter, receive wireless energy. The innovation that, that uh, these guys kind of pioneered, and I gotta look, it's a device called Coda by Osaya. Mm-hmm. It actually channels the electrons or whatever it is they're sending to the device by by wirelessly locating the device wherever it is okay. in your room or upstairs and it actually bounces that energy off the walls of your room out to the device so it's not interfering with any other signal. It's crazy stuff.
2: <laughs> I mean, that stuff's hard to get past by the FCC. There's a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, it's really cool emergent technology, and like that's, that's the way we're going. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's really neat. I mean, but we're still shooting a ton of rogue electrons through the air. <laughs> Yeah,
0: and that's what that's what I thought was very innovative because it's the first time that someone's kind of stepped forth and said this is our safe solution and we haven't seen it yet. I remember a few years back I saw in a tech talk or a TED talk actually um, these guys who figured out how to um, kind of broaden and and bring outward the magnetic wave of uh, or magnetic uh, field of um, a generator but like kind of kind of expand that so you know like a generator works it's a uh, rivaling of coils around magnets and you spin the coils or you spin the magnets and it creates electricity. This is kind of like moving that outward and having the coils and the magnets kind of out in air and being able to transmit energy by circulating the fields outward. It's getting real confusing, me hearing my own words. But um, I am so (laughs) lost. It's okay. This is very different, yeah. I get you. The engineer in the room knows what I'm talking about. I wanted to bring bring attention to this because it's very cool technology. And if you haven't haven't really thought of the idea of having wireless energy, you gotta check it out. You gotta get on Google Google Coda and Google um, Ossia. That's O S S I A, or just Google wireless power.
2: It's cool stuff. I mean, uh, Bluetooth technology has been talking about using uh, wireless for everything in the future. You know, our HDMI, everything's gonna be wireless. We're talk- like I think 5.0 was their goal for that, where they're talking about having. No cords. It's all Bluetooth all the time. So, and then they were talking about the uh, the wire-free power supplies, and uh, it it gets tough. I mean, you know, EMFs generate a lot of a lot of problems with a lot of other electronics. So that that technology is a, a real fringe science right now. It's it's interesting stuff. I definitely second what Grant said, and Google it. It's it's some cool stuff.
0: I think in the next probably the next two to three years probably more around five'll we'll be start we'll start to see this technology in actual practical uses for a long time technologists have been talking about uh, power mats for for uh, electric cars which I think yep. is a great use but this this is actually this is pinpointed at our everyday everyday devices the, the day that I can forget about charging my device I'll be happy
2: Well it's the same premise what they do is they, they target a frequency and they bounce the electrons at a certain wavelength to match that device. So you can pinpoint what it needs to charge based on a frequency. It, it's pretty cool stuff. But like I said, you know, firing rogue electrons and having basically static electricity in there all the time isn't always a great thing. <laughs>
0: so,
2: <laughs> I, I
1: have a useless history degree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? It's, wow it's some cool stuff i mean it, it's definitely something to keep your eye on um i, I don't know it's it's cool fringe science stuff it, it, that that kind and of thing is always neat ooh, and it's something
0: that i've wanted for a very long time which brings me to my next topic fringe back to video games <laughs> uh. but Star Wars The Old Republic, a game that I want to love more, but have had a, just a very hard time wrapping my head around. is finally bringing real good space combat to the MMO universe of The Old Republic. And I wanted to kind of, yes, they announced this finally, we're getting like kind of like Star Wars Galaxy-like space combat. What, what do you guys think about that? Because I know many of us on the panel uh, have talked about Old Republic before.
3: Can, can I chime in on this one? Sure. Go ahead. No, because I play Star Wars can. Galaxies from launch on. The space combat never happened. I, I can never, ever actually find a space a space combat. In one time, I found a few rebels attacking a star destroyer like i was always flying around in my y wing and usually you can actually have somebody else join you and be the back gunner and you're looking for space combat and you can't find anything so more or less the space combat in the galaxies i was flying around my pre-order lando's party barge and just (laughs) looking for things to do i could never actually find any space combat um With the low amounts of people that are already hard to run into on the Old Republic, I cannot imagine a large space combat battle unless they, you know, kind of cut down the amount of actual battlefields you could join instead of having 12 people on a planet, as Zach said earlier. I would love it, but... I mean, I even went out and bought a joystick for the old Galaxies version. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be able to fly my my ship around. It's going to be awesome. And then I just found nothing to do. Have Sounds awesome, guys... but uh, it, it, I wish it would work. I really hope it works.
0: I remember having a very distinct idea of what I wanted before Old Republic launched because I knew they were going to have space combat, but I had no idea it was going to be kind of like it, it's not even as good as Star Fox, but it, it's kind of like Star Fox on Rails. Have any of you guys played Freelancer? No. And by the way, welcome to the show, Mike. Hey. <laughs> hey. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> freelancer? No freelancer no, guys. I have not
2: personally freelancer, go on. It's a game.
0: <laughs> uh, it's the space sim by I believe it's the guy who's. Uh, okay, what is that? Something space project. New space sim. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but it's a space sim by Microsoft <laughs> that came out many years ago uh, that had some very innovative controls because you were able to drag your mouse as a kind of like a directional cursor as your kind of navigation tool instead of like using arrow keys to adjust your your pitch and yaw and, and drive your ship that way. And it, it was a very nicely designed game on space combat. And I was hoping for this the open space aspect of it because you were able to fly from planet to planet, dock with those planets, Go do your business there. Go do your business here, and uh, we didn't get that with the Republic. Um, it's a request that uh, many people that are fans of the game have been requesting since day one, uh, even since before day one, and you know while it was in beta, and um, they're finally working on this project. It's it's it not a lot of information has been announced so far. Uh, only uh, some stills of certain aspects of the game and a quick trailer, which kind of shows off space combat. But uh, I'm thinking we're going to get kind of a or Galaxy S Galaxies-esque implementation, but hopefully with more fun than Chris had.
2: The game you're thinking of is Star Citizen.
0: Star Citizen, yes. And the developer that game actually took a hiatus. He was the guy, same guy who did um, Wing Commander.
2: Yep. yep. It's a crowdfunded game by Kickstarter. The, uh, the Galaxy on Fire series,
4: is that just spiritual successor to Freelancer, or is there any original developer involvement in
0: those as well?
4: You know I I'm
2: don't know, but you're it's piquing my interest, list. Mike. I can't comment Galaxy. on that.
4: <laughs> Galaxy on Fire 2. I feel like we discussed it once before, which was the reason I purchased it, because uh, of the similarities to Freelancer.
2: Mm. I'm pretty sure it's coming to PS4 as an indie game. I forget. Well, not that, but Star Citizen. I remember them announcing that, I think.
0: As an indie game? That game's starting to look really big, especially with the budget they were able
2: to... Um yeah, 12 million dollars on isn't that much in development not in JJ hmm. like. Uh not in the game development <laughs> <laughs> not in the game development this,
1: this man arena. parts $100 bills people
2: it's, it's just uh, not the way it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not up. the way budgets work it's not that much so, I mean they did a good job I mean it's a game that a lot of people want but I mean Eve gives that itches that but you have to do all the spreadsheets and stuff I tried try to do Eve but even a math guy like me just pff, nope that's way too much time.
0: Star Citizen uh, has been amassing funds even after their Kickstarter uh, release or whatever completion happened. Um, I uh, I heard about their, their beta program and, and, and actually bought my copy through that, which uh, I'm excited to check out when it launches. So check out Star Citizen and also KOTOR, the
3: online version. Hey, Mike. <laughs> now you're up, here. Yo? Is there anything you wanted to talk about? Um...
4: Well, we've already covered so much. <laughs> My life has been full of lots of things. We quickly. haven't covered your vacation in Los Santos. You mean you mean real life? A vacation in life? So here's the thing, <laughs> um, all, like, all the press media talking about how it's an exceptionally violent game, and you can do terrible things, and I believe the cat's already out of the bag that there's this uh, pretty awful torture sequence in which you're actually manning the controls. Um, I haven't even made it there yet. I've played this game for 12 hours.
2: I just so got there, and it's. It, it, it might sound sadistic. I didn't think it was that bad. Like, it's not... Yeah. The end of that is not what you would think. It is not yeah. as violent as I had imagined it was going to be from the way everybody described it.
1: He's yeah. also a Republican folks.
2: I'm also a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> how long, how long have you played the game for? Like, uh, totally I, I haven't looked, it makes me probably sad to see. I just got my parachute, I got my parachute oh, license, nice. and uh, I just tortured some poor bastards, so. <laughs> I'm doing so much in the realm Mid-air? of
4: side quests, and no. just like uh, roaming about doing my own thing. So here's here's basically what I do with my time in Los Santos when I'm not towing vehicles. Driving around listening to talk radio, I'm running, I actually have run a few 5Ks in uh, in GTA 5. Um, My guy's looking great. Yeah, went mountain biking, uh, building up my stamina, went to the gun range, uh, got silver or gold on all the the weapons, leveled up the gun skills. And it was was actually, is very satisfying because since I went to Vegas for a work trip and got to go to a gun range there, which just, yeah, if you want to shoot some crazy guns, Florida or Vegas. They'll set you up right. Oh, I'll hook you up. Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then you can even go to therapy. I've yeah. been going to therapy. <laughs> so then I realized as I'm like kind of recounting my experience, like this isn't Sands nine to five. This is actually pretty much my normal day. <laughs>
0: I was for about to say, so when are we gonna start talking about GTA Five? I know exactly, right? Uh,
4: but yet, yeah, for whatever reason, it's
0: wait—you torture very people soothing.
3: in real life.
0: No, he hasn't gotten that part in his life. Oh,
4: because
3: I was gonna say that's an awesome job. <laughs>
0: or has he,
4: not you? getting paid for that yet? That's the. Do you best. work at like Guantanamo <laughs> Bay? I'm just yeah. Pro bono right now. Pro boner. <laughs> pro boner. Um, but yeah, no, it's just so it's it's very interesting to me that like you know. I, I guess I could go ahead and, like, draw the, the heavy head and Benefor to a gun. To a gun that would necessitate a gun rack. Yeah, so people are all up in arms. So you can do, like, all these incredibly violent things. I'm actually playing in a way that may be, be kind of lame, but it's very pleasing for me where I'm kind of shying away from the violence. Well, you can't really so avoid it, though. Do. There's one well, character
2: like, you can't avoid it with, no, he's course, a sociopath.
4: Yeah. Trevor, who's pretty much like yeah. the kid of like, do whatever the hell you want kind of deal. Which, he which is, is GTA, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which, I can dig that, but like, you know, you honestly don't have to, there's so much shit to do. I rode a ferris wheel. <laughs> and it is was it, very soothing.
0: It- is it like Skyrim in a way that there is a main storyline, but there's so many sub and, and, and um, offshoot storylines like that you, you can definitely, follow?
4: Like you have to uh, unlock more side missions as you go along, so you can definitely hit a point where you're, you're tapped. Like All you can do pretty much is the main storyline to get any more kind of progression, but there's just lots of stuff to do other than
2: date strippers. Um, and <laughs> smoke wacky weed and shoot aliens with the chain gun.
4: Exactly, um, and it's really fun. But of course, like you know, lots of folks focus on the violence and how it's killing our minds and our youth. Um, but when I was thinking about just kind of like my approach to it, uh, and also I was like kind of catching up with the back catalog. Um, They've been all these freaking crazy deals on Bioshock Infinite. What today was what the the trilogy bundle? Yes, for twenty bucks. When a couple weeks yeah. ago it was just Infinite for twenty bucks. Insane. So uh, so I finally I finally uh, sat down with Infinite, mm. and I I think we talked about this uh, on the Facebooks, and I enjoyed it, kind of. But then I really didn't because I played it after I played The Last of Us. Yeah. And I really feel as though The Last of Us is kind of tainted the way I experience any video games right now. Because, like, I don't really, unless I'm cornered and backed into the wall, I really don't want to have to kill anything. Grabbing
1: my headphones. (laughs) I'm
4: going to throw them off my head.
1: (laughs) I, just I don't have want my hands on go him. him. I'm just waiting for to Mike to, to say a certain word, and I'm just tossing him.
2: No, no. There's there won't be word? any spoilers, but it's. Oh, I mean, yeah, no. It's you know you have to kill him. Last of Us, and
4: it's pretty well, brutal. I Inf-
2: Infinite is a lot more gamey than Last of Us. Yeah. Is. Last of Us is visceral and real. It, it yeah. brings you. It's got a level of immersion that Bioshock's story is immersive, but the gameplay is still Call of Duty at its essence. Absolutely. So, I understand yeah. what you're saying. But yeah, it was
4: just, yeah. I just kinda couldn't, I got, I got fatigued, I got bullet sponge fatigue again, and was like kinda killing everything in, a uh, in Infinite, and I was just like, eh, and then, oh, the time travel, freaking Swiss cheese plot holes, that made uh, everything pointless, Careful. <laughs> just made everything pointless, anyway, um, anywho, but yeah, so I'm just like really curious to kinda see, like, how, how affected I've become, because of The Last of Us, and how, like, every game going forward is going to be, it's kinda of weird.
2: Yeah, that was funny. I had that same reaction with Trevor because I don't know, playing it and after seeing the things that Joel and Ellie went through and their like really hardcore just ultra violent experience they went through, seeing Trevor curb stomp some meth head biker really doesn't okay. oh, key me up. You yeah. Know, I, right? I mean, I'm just saying in general he's just something like to this, look forward to. <laughs> he's just a crazy he's a crazy trailer trash dude yeah. who cooks meth and murders people that's his like this well, thing
3: we talked about him like multiple podcasts ago when we were talking about the trailer originally like they were showing him trying to shove body parts down the toilet and flush yeah. them away
2: yeah uh, he's a monster but i mean just saying like it uh, it's just because it's gta you're gonna have this natural reaction by the media to kind of blacklist it but it comes down ultimately to is you know, parents not knowing what their kids are seeing, if that's the problem. Or I just
4: not giving a shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can, you can be okay with your kid playing, and as long as you're aware of what you're giving your child, like, don't just be blind about it. Look,
3: yeah. there were so many times when we all worked at GameStop together. I mean, shame, schmop, Um, <laughs> and we would tell these parents, you know in this game you can run up and punch hookers and then run over them with a car, and yeah. it's okay. They're like, yeah, so what, all the friends are playing. I was like, your kid's like seven. Yeah, Does you gotta really get your need money to...
2: back though. That's the only way to get your money back. Is what the dad would say. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: but hey, welcome to society. <laughs> All, All right, okay. guys,
1: we're talking about like the toils of people and and Joel and Ellie, but can we go back to the real nitty gritty story and the. And the, and the heartache of Sora trying to get back to Kairi with Reefo uh, and Joby.
3: and oh, come on, Nope. Nope. I, I, I do
0: want to kind of interject because we are comparing uh, the experience at Last of Us uh, and the impressions that it had uh, with kind of the violence that is in GTA. Now, as you guys know, and I've talked about this before, I think, I had to put down Last of Us because uh, just like kind of Mike uh, beautifully said, uh That game kind of does put you in a corner and forces you into violent situations. And that's what really just kind of got into my head and creeped me out and made me just kind of want to go, ooh, this this has gotten too uh, stressful for me right now. Um, Now, does GTA follow that same kind of path, or is it more of, like, the cartoon violence, like, oh, here's the nutty psychopath just shoving body parts into things and there's blood everywhere, but it's kind of nutty. Did you play uh, Red Dead Redemption? I did not.
2: Uh, It's very that tone, where it's like, you know, he's just a bleak... They portray, like, ultra-stereotypes really well, if that makes any sense. There's nobody backed into a corner, but, like, this guy is a stereotypical sociopath. Like, if you imagine, like, in the darkest depths of your mind, a crazy meth-head drug dealer, this would be that guy, you know, going out, somebody smarts off to him, and he just, like, punches him in the throat and murders him. Like, that's who that guy is. And, like, you know, you have your stereotypical gangster... Or your your ex mafioso, like it. You know, it's GTA. I mean, we yeah, knew what it's we were like getting. A satirical action yeah, crime heist. Absolutely. Movie. So I, it's it's fantastic though. It's way better than four. Four took itself way too seriously. This is this I hits all the right that, notes. But I it do was like. Good,
4: but... but I do like that I can I can play around more in GTA yeah. Five. Absolutely. Oh
2: God, it's such a good play, and I cannot wait for the online to come into play. Just imagining oh, what goodness. I can do in that sandbox. Ugh. Oh, yeah
3: talking about meth and uh drug dealers and stuff so breaking bad's coming to an end yeah it makes me uh, sad sadly i have only i've never seen it
4: really do you have the netflix
3: yeah i know it's on netflix it's just I,
4: I can make it happen
3: I, I think i watched the first two episodes but i just never have time to sit gotcha. down and get into these things starting I mean,
2: tomorrow at uh 10 o'clock they are running a live uh they're gonna stream every single episode in a row, starting from the first season up until the finale on Sunday. So if you really want to see them all, you can set your DVR up. I mean, I don't know. Or how I can much. just Netflix it. You can. I mean, yeah, it, it gets thrown out around a lot, and uh, it you get hopped up on that blue. Just not sleep. It's a uh, it's a show you have to see, man. It's, I could uh, do meth just to watch the show. Uh, it's the best written show I've ever seen. Yeah. It's fantastic. really. Yeah, it's 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 really well written the characters are i'm not gonna say likable
3: but i it's something you need to experience it never starts to slack because that was one of my issues with mad men it started getting kind of just the oh,
4: no this one has been really uh, yeah. good as far okay. as like each each action and consequence it like it makes sense and you like you
2: just you're just watching the wick burn yeah it's very smartly written that's
3: Definitely. Well, I can tell you I am already addicted, and we're not going to go into detail for spoilers, but uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came on tonight, and it yeah. was awesome. It Was, was it? You could sit down with somebody that doesn't know the Marvel Universe, and they would probably like the show. Like, my mm-hmm. wife liked it, and she's not into that stuff. But if you're into the world of Marvel, you've seen the movies, you have any knowledge of the comic books, you just—it was—it was a really good show. Like I was very impressed by it. But that's all I'm gonna say because I don't even think it's uh, aired out west yet.
4: I was very happy about the NFL Super Pro cameo. That just made my heart sing.
2: On Agents the, of Shield,
4: he's—he's the unsung hero uh, in
2: the Marvel universe. It comes on at what eight o'clock on Tuesday nights. Yes. Okay. I We'll talk about it more next show. Once we all get a chance to see it, my wife wants to see it. She works uh, at a hospital overnight, so she wasn't able to watch tonight. So I'm waiting patiently.
3: But you know, it was just like I said, it was perfect. Joss Whedon because it was intriguing enough to keep nerds happy. Like I was like, oh, that's that's a total tie into this movie, and oh, okay, and that has to do with this storyline. But at the same time, there was like the good, funny little, catchy jokes in there that my wife was giggling at. Cause nice. she caught them. Yeah, I was really really impressed by it. Did and, you and
4: like it enough that you can see it getting cancelled in the
2: next two hours?
0: <laughs> um, yes. Breaking mm. news?
2: With <laughs> the billion of dollars that Disney no. spent on that pilot. I am
3: sure <laughs> I, you know, I it didn't click until the show actually started. There's a reason why they, they started this show the day that Iron Man 3 came out on Blu-ray. I mean, uh. and Talking and during the show, they showed a new trailer for Thor, um, cool. and it all That's ties right. in together. I mean, the What's show cool? is literally tiled in tiled, uh, tied tied yeah. into all the Avengers stuff. So, it's like when uh,
4: ABC used to do the Wonderful World of Disney every weekend, like the big Sunday night movie, it's like the
3: late eighties, early nineties, and yeah. that was like largely a tie into whatever the new. I, I am movie gonna spoil so it. I did not parts. see Stan Lee in the show anywhere.
4: <laughs> what?
3: No way! And I was looking. I was like, he has to be here somewhere. He's everywhere.
4: <laughs> Not even like on a bloody baseball card or something.
3: What about no? But he's yeah. even in. He's even in the Spider-Man ride at Universal. So like, I was like, he has to be here somewhere. Right. But no, they'll have no.
0: him. They'll have him somewhere in the show. There's no way.
2: <laughs> we exist in a universe now where there's been what eight Avenger movies, the movie Avengers, a TV tie-in. Like, what? When did superhero movies do this? This is great. Like. <laughs> This is fantastic to be Batman us. Batman begins. Uh. that was a five. Uh I think Spider Man, the original one, the Sam Raimi first one.
3: Yeah, but then the the sequels were horrible. But yeah. well, they got dark and weird. Where, where did we get the superhero movie?
0: I thought it was X Men that really made the uh the footstep. The well, I guess.
3: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that
1: was in two
0: thousand.
2: Yeah. Give it a try. I mean, Absolutely. It, it's just interesting how uh, you know, it, you know, Batman Forever was just this uh, awful uh, thing uh, for uh, so long, and all these yeah, superhero movies are so garbage, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, we have, they're blockbusters. It's not even like a niche audience, they're making billions of dollars worldwide. This, this is, is the Batman Forever soundtrack.
4: was my uh, favorite? Mike <laughs> Wong. High he Come knows on. his shit. Dude, <laughs> some, <laughs> oh my god. Did you, did you guys see the. Um, me, thrill Me, you, kiss Me, Kill Me?
0: Oh, you too. It's a good video. Indeed. Did you guys see the the screen test before Batman begins, where Christian Bale actually wore the forever, forever suit? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Hold on, th- is that the suit with nipples?
0: No, that's, no, uh, no. That, then, that was the George Clooney.
3: I'm not going to watch the video.
0: I'm pretty sure that was <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> uh, auctioned Schumacher. off to a
0: garbage dump.
1: Yeah, that no. was Joel Schumacher for you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to have nipples on the bat suit, and the tornado needs a roar. Go with it. <laughs>
0: So I, I had a question about um, about Shield real quick, and, and uh, Chris was it was it you in the cast that has seen the show, or did anyone else get to get a chance to see it? I
2: didn't get to see it yet. I I watched it. I think Chris clear. was the only one. Yeah.
0: How did you feel about the acting? Because I checked out the trailer and it was a very ABCs trailer. Like, look who's back for some uh, Marvel stuff. It's Agent Coulson. That's the kind of tone <laughs> no. <that> the trailer <laughs> gave.
3: He. He acts exactly like he does in the movies. Yeah, kind of like to the point, but at the same time, kind of makes you giggle sometimes with some of the things he says. Um, and it was actually there was some there were some violent parts I thought for an ABC show. No, like no. there was some uh, ass kicking going on. Um, I like I say I'm not trying to give anything away because so many people did not see yeah, it. Don't, see don't it. give me
0: anything away. But like, what, but, like, like your opinion, like <sighs> was the acting of the of the the ensemble that they brought together to be the agents was that was that a good Yes. Like were they great? Well, okay, good.
3: I'm excited just, again a, for the show. But the thing is, they actually showed it. I mean, it actually said pilot. So, it was more or less just kind of introducing the characters and not really getting into them yet. Um gotcha. so each one played a small role altogether. Yeah, um cool. but I liked it. I I was really impressed by it. There was a tease of this, to on this the on like, show like, on uh oh, sorry. sorry, go
4: ahead everybody right. um like to to grant's point like in the trailer um it kind of like it felt like something akin to like you know castle or bones like it felt like uh a prime time kind of network soap but I'm they're both feel. really okay. well acted exactly exactly yeah. yeah exactly like there there is a bit of like kind of camp factor but it feels right for the medium
3: yeah and it's just like watching Good. the movies i mean when you watch iron man yes there's some great action special effects but at the same time there's Goofy little things going on that make you giggle at it, and some of the things you know Tony Stark says or whatever is the same way with this show. Like I said, my wife, who is not into the Marvel universe, found herself laughing and actually going, "Oh, I hate that I like this show," because there was just stuff that anybody <laughs> well, that could is, like that in it. That
4: was a very good sign. Yeah. Well, did you
2: guys see the uh, short that they included on the Avengers? That was basically the idea for this. The first like shots of this. No, yes. I did not see
3: it have yeah, you I, seen
4: the one with Coulson in the, uh, where he's
2: like doing freaking... In the convenience works? store? Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, I
3: did see that one. JJ, you're
0: talking about the one where the two kids find the alien weapon, right? The
2: alien weapon after the Avengers is over, yeah. And they, the Agents yeah. of the S.H.I.E.L.D. apprehend them or try to.
1: I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, as, as, a, as a long-time comic fan, with all this stuff taking off and Disney owning it, now they're putting it like on TV and they're like, oh, we're going to throw all this money into it. I just don't know how popular it can be when you base it around this universe where all these great characters are and you're going to base the show on just these made up normal people and these just like random people with quote superpowers I just don't think that that's going to I don't think it's going to last
3: very long uh, okay never mind I'm just saying
1: I I don't don't think it's going to last very long I think
2: it's a way for them to include characters because like the Marvel Universe is massive I think it's a way for them to include like you know bit. Superheroes you never see in like a movie well, like
1: okay, so it's like the Justice League will come, movie will come out in twenty fifteen and then the CW will have a show uh, the people of DC Universe and it'll be Jimmy Olsen walking around, you know, reading his paper in the morning. It's, that's that's what that's what it sounds like.
2: Or like Arrow or any of those shows see, that are but, ultra popular. I
3: mean No, we we need you know what? We need to drop it now and talk about it in two weeks after yeah, everybody's seen it. Yeah, that's, and that's, then yeah. you'll understand, like it's hard to talk about when nobody's yeah. Yeah, it'll change your mind. There's not a thunderbolt movie
4: on in the plans, in the Marvel plans, are there?
3: A what? A Thunderbolt? thunderbolt?
2: Movie? I don't think so. Not okay. as far as phase three goes. Okay. So like
4: that that being considered, the potential for that possibly
2: You mean reality TV the reality T V show guys?
1: No, the uh, Thunderbolts are the villains that basically are turned into heroes. Yeah.
2: They're kind right. of Mercs, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah, they could do any of that stuff. I mean, it could be subplots for a movie or one of the other movie tie-ins, stuff well, like I mean, that, so...
1: We could talk about this in the future, but some of the Phase 3 movies that are, like, rumored to be or whatever are some of the most terrible ideas I've ever heard of in my life. I don't see how there is a... How there... Why Doctor Strange would be one. Mm. I just... Some of these... I, I mean, there's still a lot of good characters that they go into, but... I, I don't know what they're doing, but we'll see. I, I, they haven't they haven't done anything for me to doubt them yet because I've loved every single they one of them. They build
4: up Maybe. the frickin' okay. Illuminati scenario again, <laughs> but in the movies, I'm just going to burn it all There's
2: down. been a lot of talk, though, in the past. Now, this is just kind of fringe thinking here, but there's already been talk of a Star Wars TV show. And with Disney's acquisition and then talking about backstories and branching it out sounds really really similar to this Avenger initiative that they're doing
3: yeah I mean they talked they talked about that before Disney even owned them they were talking about basically branching between three and four like you know the hunt down of the Jedi's and what Uh happens in between and I'll be all about watching more Jedi die I'm, I'm totally for that
1: well, Lucas said he had 50, over 50 scripts written. It was just the only reason they never put them on was because he, they were waiting for the technology to become cheaper because to actually do that for TV, the budget would be astronomical. Right. Well,
3: and also, he made Red Tails, so that kind of ruined everything too. <laughs> also, he made Red Tails. <laughs> he also made Red Tails, yes. Also, he made Red Tails, yeah. That was a valiant effort. Okay, I do, I do want to
0: say, guys, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of what Disney has done with their franchises after the fact and put them on TV... I, I, in my opinion, they've done a great job with a few things. Uh, one, I don't know if any of you guys have seen um, uh, Tron. It wasn't Legacy, but it was Tron Redemption or something like that. The cartoon. Yes. The
1: cartoon. Yes.
0: On I mean, like Disney really XD was, or whatever. It yeah, it was absolutely excellent. And the only reason people didn't watch it is because they didn't like Tron Legacy that much. But as soon as it went on air uh, uh, in auxiliary places like Netflix. It really gained a following and they did a great job the storytelling was really great the character development was spot-on and it did new things that you didn't see in the movie and I appreciated that and it was a you know it was on Disney XD like who the fuck has Disney XD but I think they're aware of the fact that it wasn't on the right platform and that it was a show that people quickly fell in love with as soon as they saw it and I I think Disney actually I mean that they they have the back-end framework to do these shows right and from chris's review i think it, it's clear that they're you know i think we can trust them for now
3: yes for now <laughs> because joss whedon was listed on you know developing the show and apparently his brother i think jed whedon also was on doing the yeah, show. he's a
2: co-writer i think they, were, they worked a lot together
3: that guy's
0: awesome they uh, they right. co-wrote um Doctor Horrible sing along blog.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Quick
0: quick
1: question then, since we have some some big we're talking about, you know, Marvel here, we have some big DC fans as well. Who do you trust more in terms of these universes? Do you trust Whedon with this Marvel universe he's got going on or Nolan with his bat universe in executive producing the Supermans now? Which one do you trust I th- more?
0: I, th- I, th- I th- think I trust Sony and Rom, Rom-
2: yeah. I gotta say uh, Whedon no. because no. I can't no. I can't yeah. trust Zack Snyder, man. I, I like a lot of the things he's done, but there's so many. Everything we were just I, talking I about, as
4: far as like the kind of more lighthearted, campy beats and mixture with like the dramatic and the action and whatnot. Man of Steel could have used so much of that, because it was really kind yeah. of draining. It was just bad stuff after bad stuff. No kind of like even momentary pithy. Like I think, uh, I think Grant, you were super upset about this too, because like they gave away the one lighthearted
3: moment in the trailer, and that was like yes it for the whole thing. The whole uh, he's kind of hot. Like the and Metropolis was about two million people short after that movie.
2: A <laughs> little bit, Old yeah.
3: Bit. Spoilers! A resident super,
2: a <laughs> resident superhero defense man isn't here. That's right. We'll go hands off on the Man of Steel since he can't take it, but Batman can because the here we don't. I will, it. I, will,
0: I will. I do want to say one thing about Whedon, and this is why Whedon gets my vote, and that's that the fact that he's a collaborator, and he's a true collaborator, yeah. and he's uh, he, he's not a. Uh, uh, an overbearing uh, personality when it comes, he's a very humble person when it comes to giving credit where credit's due. Right after the success of uh, The Avengers, uh, the first one of the first things Whedon did was get right on his blog and he wrote a very long kind of, this is kind of who I am and I, I don't consider myself this visionary, you need to know that there were so many people that influenced what The Avengers was and I didn't write this by myself whatsoever. Hmm. And uh, that's, I think, the big difference between what Lucas became and what Whedon is now is that yeah. Whedon hasn't locked off all those doorways to outside thinking. He's he's a true collaborator, so that's where my vote is.
2: Do you think Abrams could bring that back to Star Wars? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think that's it's. Your a- answer.
1: I, I, I have the utmost yeah. faith in. Everything that he's talked about so far, how he said, you know, I want to scale back the you know, the CGI. I wanted to have that heart and soul that the originals had mm. uh, I, in, you know, building sets and doing it again in London and everything. I, I absolutely believe he's going to bring it back to its roots. Because uh, there was no CGI in
2: Star Trek. Well, that was different. <laughs> Except for <laughs> yeah, RGV2 flying past.
0: Yes. In the words of good George Lucas, uh, he was trying to create a used universe. And that was, you know, most of the charm of what Star Wars was. When you saw things, they weren't shiny new pieces of CG they yeah. were things that have been around
2: well it's the remastered ones old... would argue that but <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't make me jump
1: through got the, the point there. And punch you <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that never happened i blacked it out
0: yeah, okay you know what that's why boba fett will always be so much more likable and in in, in 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 real than Django. it's because Django wore a brand new suit boba
3: he's got battle scars man you know he's been that's through some true shit. He's got battle scars, and, dude. And and Boba Fett got beat by a blind Han Solo. All so. all all
1: right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're gonna he go. He did, with this. and he
3: did spend some time in a, a sarlacc cell. He got eaten by a planet's anus.
2: Um, he not
1: out? He they found it somewhat. He was found somewhat indigestible. So
2: shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just I just imagine him crawling out like I can't believe I got caught in an anus. I have so a gen med. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> that
1: <laughs> is canon. That is. One oh. of that. There's so much (laughs) shit in here. There is (laughs) 100% canon. Everybody needs to know that. smell. (laughs) George Lucas even said he had plans to add a scene in where Boba Fett escapes the Sarlacc but of course in, in all of his infinite Lucas wisdom he said he felt it would take away from Jabba's death scene. Well Which I think a giant worm getting choked by a woman in a bikini with his tongue
2: ah! <laughs> <laughs> This
1: is the
0: Abrams movie
2: that I've been waiting for
1: Not pivotal
2: no, uh, good, oh, good hi,
3: this, has been, uh, this has been good Anybody got anything else? I actually purchased World Wars D on Blu-ray, even though I wasn't a big fan of it in the movie theater. I forgot I pre-ordered it on 3D on uh, Amazon, Mm -hmm. and the Blu-ray version was awesome. The unrated version was so good compared to the PG-13 version that I saw at the theater, Mm -hmm. and then it made me realize, let's say, the new RoboCop, is it going to be the same? Because RoboCop's going to be PG-13. Are we going to see some... Yeah. unrated awesome original style blu-ray version that you know I shouldn't even waste my money at the theater just wait for the blu-ray
2: they're not well, shooting yeah. that scene where he gets blown to pieces though That's, they've already oh they need to though, though. they've already confirmed that it's not in the movie
4: it's Car bomb. Look, it's right in the trailer it's uh, gonna get blown up by a car bomb and then shot in the crotch
2: Yeah.
3: As long as somebody says I'd buy that for a dollar, I will go see it.
4: (laughs) I know. They won't do that though. (laughs) Oh. If there's at least like a Smash T V arcade machine somewhere. Yes. Okay.
3: (laughs) So I mean like I, I, I know JJ liked World War Z, the movie at first I was not a fan, but the Blu ray unrated version just felt more in line with the book. So nice. I guess we'll have to see if this happens with these other movies that should just be ultra-violent, but they will not be because they want more ticket sales.
0: I remember when uh, I heard that Daredevil was getting a director's cut, and my first thoughts were that, yep, that was a misunderstood masterpiece, wasn't it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, something we, totally for- some we totally forgot about, Grant, and we had talked about this on the pre the Steam OS. <laughs> Is there a way to...
0: Oh, oh, there's actually
3: actually two things, because
0: we need to talk about SteamOS and the fact that Valve is announcing two more things besides uh, SteamOS in the next, uh, yeah, 13 more hours for the next announcement, and then I think at the end of the week that we're going to have our last. But also, we need to talk about iOS, so if we want to back, 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 back backtrack a little bit.
4: iOS is pretty, will not play Steam games, but you can use Steam on it and buy things for Steam. And that's your iOS
3: 7 wrap-up. (laughs) <laughs> and if you Chris put your man words? bits on your uh fingerprint scanner it siri looks up porn <laughs> as we proved in our uh pre-show video for the record he see- did not show
2: us this it just said it, <laughs> i just to i put the phone up to the screen i'm so glad that you did that because you oh, saved our viewers so much time just- scrolling back through our show yeah like what, what's that
1: I said I no. I was just letting everybody know we did not see his dingus.
2: Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> no, no dengus involved. Oh, nothing. <laughs> no,
1: no, once once we reach a certain amount of followers, people, that's when we'll show you the dingus. So come on, log in and like us, everybody.
0: Once so we is that down what down happens when we when we unveil the helmet when the helmet comes off?
1: It's just Vader unhelming scene from Wait, Empire. Wait for that banner
2: that.
0: ad. I love that my my vocabulary has expanded tonight i now know the word dingus so didn't anyway, have uh, i think i think well it's obvious what it is but i've never <laughs> no, it. Used the it. dingus is like right
3: here <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: okay, uh, anyway yes.
3: anyway uh, I, I, let's to, uh, put that put that away what zach
1: no, i was gonna say because before you get to the actual steam os i mean does anyone have any thoughts of what like the next ones could be because i definitely know that yep. uh At least one of the people in our chat, and I told him I would shout it out for him. Black Mesa, (laughs) Half-Life 3, he seems to think that that's definitely going to be confirmed. So, I mean, (laughs) for the 19,000 people who have been waiting how many years for that, I hope that that is what happens to
2: you. You ready for my conspiracy theory corner? Oh, Christ. So you have SteamOS announced for Mm. everything. Uh, You're going to see smarter and smarter TVs. With backload, you could probably backload Linux on most of that stuff. They'll probably have some kind of uh, family sharing, game share thing, which would link your computer to your TV, uh, or they're to they're PC. To that. Right, That's what I'm saying it ties oh, okay. into that. So if you, gotcha. so next next step is the Steam box to allow that to all stream yep. from your Steam box to that. And then what sells a console? And the answer is exclusives. And how else do you sell a ton of exclusives other than Half Life Three, which they have been sitting on and not talking about? And if you could incubate <laughs> anything, this is the time to do it. Three announcements? Seriously, come on, Gabe. quit being a dick. Why would you do that? Three announcements, seriously? <laughs> Portal three. Yeah, Portal three. It always no. comes
0: in threes.
4: Ah, it's three bullshit. Half Life
0: Three. <laughs>
2: what what yeah. hey, I don't know
4: I have, what? Um, no, I, I, I think, think I feel uh, like the next one's gonna be or at least one of them will be uh hardware partners no I yeah. think
3: it's gonna be the total recall of the game with three boobs
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> three doctor <Nocker> edition
2: <laughs>
0: I think we're gonna see a new team fortress
2: three possibly. dude. people would yeah. literally burn that building to the ground if they got another team fortress if <laughs> they got another uh half-life three. <laughs>
0: We might, we might I thought the, the
2: world was going to explode when they announced Portal 2. Like I literally thought that they were just going to go to Valve and just force Gabe Newell out in the street and make him code it in front of them. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that is a passionate fan base. And to have, quote-unquote, three announcements and what's the third announcement going to be about the Steam big deal? Like, Don't be an asshole, Gabe. We all know what you're doing over there. We know what you're doing with your crazy knives and your big chin beard. You're making half I think he's making three. a shark
0: game. I think he's making a, a game about swimming with sharks.
2: Just jump on the sharks. He just plays the fawns on a set of skis and just keep... <laughs> I think he's just making
4: powerpoints and analyzing data sets. Oh. That seems to what, be what if he's a good making
3: a mod for Half-Life with Sharknado where you fight them with chainsaws? Oh. I would mm. play that. shark gun. What about Sharknado if he gun.
0: made a mod where you're playing in the Half-Life engine with Sharknados, but you have to sell custom-built shark um, Hats. assets? Hats. hats, yeah, yeah, and then it becomes an economic game. It's it's like SimCity, but with sharks.
3: And, and they just caught a two-headed shark off the coast of Florida. That 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 makes it even crazier.
0: That's that's both legs at once, oh. and it, it it ties right in. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think um, the hexagons and the circles um, that that make up magic and voodoo are in uh, you know in line with the planet sans and dick here guys
2: this. anybody else have any like actual theories about what these other announcements are going to be i said sans dick so you know i'm serious <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice no because they always like hint to something and people seem to they think they uncovered some riddle on their website and he's like haha nothing this isn't a riddle. It's literally the number three. He's making three fucking announcements. He can't be that big of a douche. <laughs> so what? <laughs> it could be three things. He could say, uh, uh, we have Steam OS, we're coming out with a Steam console, and I like tacos. Rolls. Eh, you know. Okay,
0: I, I do agree that it's it's too much fanfare for it not to be the monumental Half-Life 3 announcement.
1: Left for Dead 3? Left for Dead
2: 3? Oh, there you go. All right. All
3: right. Portal 3, Left for Dead 3. Oh,
2: well, how about this? What if all three of those games are the exclusives for that console's launch? I'm I'm being serious. I mean, it makes sense, you know, a, in a total Mel Gibson conspiracy theory kind of way. He's seeing like numbers on the wall and shit. But still, you've set your up all your brands to be on the third. You, you've got all these things in place. I mean, they my exclusive though what do
0: you mean by exclusive because now that i think about it it, it's stupid to do an exclusive for just steam os i mean their install base of steam itself on pc is perfectly all right
2: but they would all install linux on their already gaming pcs that already run all their games off of steam and probably don't use their pc for anything else so they'd be good to go
0: but it's already proprietary if you think about the install base of steam i'm sure it wouldn't affect too
2: much but i'm sure that the early adopters of steam os would probably get it first what about if it was like two or three months? Why of would you do that, though? Why wouldn't to get, you do that? <laughs>
0: to get, to get, I mean, you're only going to get the nerds who know. I mean, excuse me, but you're only going to get the oh. people who know how to install oh, a new dang. OS. Sorry, Zach. That is an
2: insanely <laughs> rabid fan base, and I think that that number is a lot higher. Yes, they than, will.
0: They will. I will. But you're you're counting out, the the, other market, and <laughs> markets.
2: If they say. I mean with these consoles coming out because they've already said it's going to be a direct competitor to the Xbox One and the PS4 if Gabe comes on for the third announcement and says here's all this stuff we've announced you know SteamOS and the Steam Box and here are the games oh by the way order it from a website tomorrow at the end of this thing before these other two consoles come out they get a lot of uh, media coverage because everybody's already so rabid for these consoles Uh, they're terrific at that there's no way they're going to do that what do you want to bet on it?
0: Oh. pizza That's like all the money I don't have
2: uh, so, I don't just, it's, no no it's just that
3: food okay, no okay, get okay, okay. Okay. I bet you three tacos when, that Gabe would when eat we right have, now
0: when we have a true geek radio get together in the next few months hopefully whoever loses this bet buys the pizza alright
2: all right, deal
0: alright <laughs> <laughs> well I think uh, it's, you can be buying a, a shit of pizza bitch oh We'll see about that loser of
3: Final Fantasy football. (laughs) Oh, Oh, speaking of three, I think he has zero wins and three losses. Shut your ass. (laughs) That's
0: right. That's right. All right. That's it for another episode of True Geek Radio. Please send us your comments and questions to mail at truegeekradio.com. Your feedback helps us make the show better, so please write in. Episodes of True Geek Radio are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and of course our website. You can keep up to date with all the cool stuff we talk about at True Geek Radio on Twitter or Facebook.com slash True Geek Radio.
1: See you
2: next time. Sans penis.
1: (laughs) What?